And once again, this is Truth From the Heart with Travis Sullivan. And before I get started today, I want to once again remind you, as always, that you can check out the podcast website and download all of the episodes and listen to all of the episodes, including a couple of special feature episodes that I have. And from time to time, I will do a special feature episode, and it may have a song or it may have some more commentary of what I talked about in the episode. But the podcast website is rss.com forward slash podcast with an S forward slash truth from the heart. You can also email the podcast at truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com. So this is the third part of the episode. And in the first episode, I talked about how all lives matter to God and why life is such a precious gift. And we talked about how God was the creator of life and again started talking about why life matters how when we come to know Christ, we are new creations in Christ, and we can have eternal life and know and rest assured that our faith is secured in Christ. And then in the last episode, I just kind of talked about the love of God and that the ultimate act of love was Jesus dying for us on the cross so that, again, we could have eternal life. And so really, I would say the first two parts of this episode are, were more geared towards those who don't know Christ. And now I'm I'm going to talk to everyone, but now I may start to be talking more to those who know Christ and just some reminders of life and kind of reminders of how things have gone on in the world the last several years. And you'll see what I mean in just a few moments. So I first want to kick off this episode talking about some of the misunderstandings about life. And if you were to ask many, what is something they treasure the most? I wonder how many would say their lives. Some may say, you know, their family, some may say their faith, but I wonder how many would actually say their lives. And I would argue the ones who know Christ would say their faith, because again, we know it is secure in him. And John 10, 10 says this, and I read again from the English standard version, John 10, 10, the thief comes to only steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. A life with Christ is one that is very fulfilling. As I also have mentioned before, anyone I know who truly knows Christ would tell you it is probably the greatest decision that they ever made. I've never met anyone who has regretted asking the Lord to be the Lord of their lives. It truly is the journey of a lifetime. Of course, it's full of ups and downs, but it is a life that is worth living because I believe that a life without Christ is a wasted life. So what a great reminder that is. That was, of course, Jesus talking in John 10, 10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I I talked about this in the money episode that I did. And when, when it says abundantly, that doesn't mean, you know, riches beyond what we can imagine. It doesn't mean that we'll have a whole bunch of money or, and that you know everything's going to be great and that we'll never go through anything. I think there's that misconception, too, of when people come to know Christ that you're not going to struggle with anything. That is not the case. But we can know that he will walk alongside us and that he is a part of our lives and he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And he will always be there whenever we need to turn to him. 
And another difference that I believe, too, is for those who know Christ, and I've said this, too, is that I think we have a different outlook on life. We see things from a different perspective. You may not be in the Word as much, so maybe you don't see everything from a biblical perspective. But I think those of us who know Christ just, again, have a different outlook on life. And we understand life is temporal. And that things happen in our lives, but as I mentioned in the last episode, there is nothing that we can do that will make God love us less. And something else that, again, I told you I was going to talk about what's happened over the last three years, and that is, what did we hear all during COVID? People were afraid of dying. Now, why? Many people are afraid of death, but... I don't think those of us who know where we're going should be afraid of death. Why would we be? Because we know how much better it is on the other side. Sure, it's going to be devastating for our friends and our families when God calls us home. But it's one of those where I'm not afraid to die because I think we have to live our lives and get our lives to that point to where we can sit there and say, you know what, I could die tomorrow. I may have some regrets or I may not have any regrets. I have tried to live my life for Christ each and every day. And we can go before God and we can say, Lord, I try to live for you every day. And here was the thing that kind of irritated me a lot during COVID. And that was there were a lot of people who professed to be Christians that, again, they value their lives or I would hope most of them do. But they listened to the government. They listened to man when they said, you know, you you have to wear a mask. You have to to take the jab, as I call it, the COVID vaccine. You have to do this. It'll help you live. It'll help you not to get it. Now, I know that there would be some that would say, well, you know, God gave us vaccines to, you know, to, to help us and to cure us. Look, there were too many questions regarding the vaccine, and there are still a lot of questions about it, about what's in it, and I don't believe it's good for you, and I know it's caused some health issues and people that have already had health issues, and that's a whole other podcast for another day. But nevertheless, God would never want you to put something in your body that isn't good for you, and he would never want you to make a decision that you're not comfortable with. He loves us too much, and I have said this over and over again and, and I'm just going to keep hammering it home. And that is, you will never leave this world one second before God knows that you will. So God knows. We all come with a calendar, so to speak, of our lives. And we don't know when that last day is. God could call us home tomorrow. It, it, we, we could live to be 90. We could live to be 100. It, each one of us has an appointed time. I'm hoping that I get to go in the rapture of the church. That would be absolutely awesome. But the point being is God knows. And so turn to him, put your faith and your trust in him. When something like COVID comes around and you're not sure what to do, you're not sure where to turn, turn to God. And I guarantee you that the outcome that he's going to give you is the one that you'll want to do. Because remember, he never harms us. He only will help us and and he will guide us and he'll never guide us down the wrong path. There is nothing that you can do to extend your life. And this goes along with what I just mentioned, where you'll never leave this world before God knows that you will. The health industry has made billions, that's billions with a B, making people believe that you can extend your life. You know, if if you exercise this amount of times, you can extend your life by 10 years. If you eat this kind of food, you can extend your life for this number of years. And, you know, eating healthy, that'll help you to live longer. 
that's completely false. Because think about it. You could be killed on your way home from the store of where you just got all that healthy food. You could be killed on your way home from the gym. Again, we all have an appointed time. What you can do, I believe, is change your quality of life, but not your quantity of life. So that's something else that I think is very important, too, that you can't trust what man is telling you. You can't put your faith in man. You have to put your faith in God. We all have an appointed time. We have to live for God each day. Now, I'm not saying to go out there and make all these reckless and crazy decisions and and act like you're invincible. But what I'm saying is, Don't believe these lies, especially from the government that tell you, oh, you know, we have your best interests in mind and we we want you to live a long time and we want that. That's that's wrong. All they want are your votes. okay? and that is why I've said over and over again, we have to live each day like it's our last. We have to live every day for Christ. Now, I'm going to move into this next issue. That is abortion. It's an issue that has been on the forefront of our nation for really the last 50 years. It's a political and a social issue. If a life is so important, and many people, again, were worried about losing their lives, then why is there such a debate about the life in the womb? A life in the womb has the same value as a life outside the womb. And I mentioned, I believe, on the last part of the episode that in God's eyes, all lives are the same. All lives hold the same value. And you may sit there and be like, are you telling me that God loves loved Hitler? God loves, you know, George Soros. God loves Bill Gates just as much as he loves you and me. Yes, because God's love is unconditional. And there is no love like God's love. We are to try and love like God, but we'll never achieve that status of loving like God. But that's what we are to strive for. The National Right to Life, uh, I found these stats, and they said that 63.45 million abortions have taken place since Roe v. Wade was enacted in 1973. That's approximately one-fourth of the population of the United States that have been senselessly terminated. Think of all the lives that have been lost in the womb. 63, almost 63 and a half million lives have been lost in the womb. The first episode I did was on pride, and I think there are some who have had abortions that are prideful, and they want to play the role of God, and they want to say, you know what, I don't want this baby, so I'm just going to terminate the abortion, and that's going to be the end of that. It's not the case for all the women who have had an abortion, and I know for some it is truly a struggle to decide what to do with that baby. However, our decisions can have life-changing impacts, and I would say I'm an example of that. And you may ask, well, Travis, what do you mean? Some of you may know, some of you may not know, and I got her permission to share this. But my mom is adopted. My mom was born in Pecos, Texas, and she was given up for adoption the day after she was born. And she, of course, was adopted by my grandparents. So her biological mother chose life. And think of all the lives that have been changed by, due to my mom's biological parents making that life-changing decision to give her life. My mom has been teaching Sunday school for over 40 years. I think of all the children that have heard the gospel from my mom. I currently work with kids right now, and even with you on this podcast, we're talking about the Bible. And in the last podcast, I hopefully helped many learn how you can come to faith in Christ. But none of this would be possible if my mom's biological parents had not chosen life. That's why life matters. I don't know that they ever will know. 
the amount of lives that they have impacted and how important that decision was. And I can't thank them enough for making that decision because, of course, I wouldn't be here if my mom wasn't here. That's why, you know, some may say, well, you know, abortion, you know, and if they don't want to have the baby, you know, that's fine. It's no big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal because it can change so many lives. And I know that many women who've had abortions later grieve that decision. And sometimes I don't know that the church handles that necessarily all the correct way because no one is outside the grace of God. If a woman has had an abortion, God still loves her. And it's not our job to judge and to hold that against her because God does not hold our past against us. We are to love him. We are to love them and tell them about the forgiveness of our God. And if you have never seen the film by the Kendrick Brothers Life Mark, I encourage you, you need to see it because it is such a powerful story about just this thing. It's about a woman who was going to have an abortion, but she just could not go through with it. Her son was put up for adoption, and it changed the life of this couple who could not have children, and they adopted him, and it's just a powerful story. So if you've never seen it, I encourage you. I think you can probably find it on any video platform, and I know it's on DVD. Again, it's called Life Mark, and it's by the Kendrick Brothers. So back to this issue on abortion. Look, the bottom line is abortion is wrong. We don't get to play God. And for politicians, it's about getting votes by saying they support a woman's right to choose. They just want to have votes to have power. They don't care about anyone but themselves. And it's not true for all politicians, but I would argue it is for most. And look, I don't live under a rock. I know some would ask, or uh, well, what about those who are victims of rape or incest or abuse or in the cases where the mother's life might be in jeopardy? Look, I'm not God. I can't answer those questions. But I know God has a purpose for that baby. He has a purpose for every life. As I mentioned in the first part of this episode, he is the creator of life. It's God's decision about what happens with those lives, not ours. We aren't the ones who get to sit here and say, well, um, you know, your life has more value than this one. You know, I want you in my life. I don't want you in my life. You know, we don't get to decide whether someone lives or dies. That's not our decision that we get to make. That's God's decision. And I heard someone say in an interview the other day, it's better that we err on the side of caution and always choose life. God is never going to get mad at us for choosing to support life. I think he will get mad at us if we try and rely on our own understanding and try and figure out what's best and make decisions based on what's going on around us or what we think is best. Because his word, I think, has made it pretty clear that we are not to rely on our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. We may sit here and say, well, why did this woman get raped? Why why did this happen? Why did that happen? Again, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to bring it into our own understanding. And God's ways are not our ways. And I'm not trying to downplay and say that what's happened to those victims has not been bad. It is bad. The only option is to choose life. And besides that, and those cases that I mentioned about rape, incest, or in the case where the mother's life might be in jeopardy, those only make up about 1% 
of total abortions. So that means that many of the abortions that are being carried out are being carried out, what I would argue, for selfish reasons. They just, they don't want the baby. You know, this is not the time in my life to have a child, you know, so I'm just going to abort it. That's where I think that argument comes in of, I don't know how you can say that, you know, being pro-choice is, is biblical because it's not. Life is part of the Bible. God knew us before we were born, just like he knew Jeremiah and has a plan for each one of us. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And also later on in Jeremiah, we are reminded that God always has a plan for every life. Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That is why there is so much value in life. We're getting close to the 20-minute mark, so let me go ahead and close this out in prayer, and hopefully I should be able to wrap up what else I have to say in the next part of the episode, and that should hopefully be the last part of this episode. Lord, I want to pray for the women out there who are struggling with that decision of whether to have an abortion. Lord, I pray that you would lead them to the decision to choose life because life is the only option. Life is such a special gift. Lord, I also pray for those women who are struggling that have had an abortion. They're feeling this huge, overwhelming guilt or that they believe that they cannot be forgiven for that. Lord, I pray that they would turn to you and that they would just turn that over to you and just say, Lord, please help me with this and know that they are forgiven. Lord, thank you for the gift of life and thank you for sending Jesus to be the payment for our sins. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless. Until next time.